Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Women are like, oh, yeah, you like are a software engineer, like like dime a dozen, whatever. And then now it's like there are all these women around America who are like, oh, my God, like I use Venmo. <laughs> This is John. John uses Venmo. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Hey guys, welcome back to me uh, and welcome back to all of you to my life. I've returned from my grand tour of Europe and absence just really makes the heart grow fonder. I missed you all so much. Thank you all for the Wilhelmina model comments on my Instagram. It kept everyone, especially Jordan, very fresh in my mind while I was trying to relax and eat pasta. And uh, meanwhile, Emma heard I was coming back and decided to go to Portugal. So I'm on my own this week while she Instagrams against tile walls. And she's much better Instagram than me. It's fine. Uh, But fortunately, I'm joined by Kate Dries, who has recapped with us before. And she's an editor and writer in New York. Thanks for joining me. It's so great to be back. Thanks, Claire. She actually just moved yesterday, so truly, like, real commitment. Yeah, I was in the car, and my boyfriend was like, okay, Google Maps says that we'll be home three minutes before the show starts. (laughs) We were home, like, two minutes after, but so I don't know what happened in the first two minutes, so please tell me. (laughs) Um, I would be hyperventilating if that happened to me. I'm really not easy to live with. How did you um, watch in, in Europe, though? I didn't. You didn't? I didn't watch. I watched when I got back. You, so you caught up yesterday. Yeah. Okay, cool. I caught up and I listened to the podcast. Right. And make sure, like, read the article. Right. You know what the commentary was. Yeah. Who's where. I also would wake up, like, in the middle of the night in Rome or something and have a text on my phone that's like, can you believe this shit about Lincoln? And I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but I, I read up on the shit about Lincoln, so <laughs> missed a lot of Cool Good, I don't stuff. have to let you know. Oh, God. We don't have to talk about it. Um, and so what happened in the first two minutes? Let's... Yeah, please tell let's me. Let's get started. Uh, they're in Vegas. Right. They really leaned on some sort of jazzy old-time, like, movie mood setting in the Vegas section. They, yeah. There's a, a sort of vibe, like, Becca's the star of, like, some sort of 1950s film. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's better than the alternative Vegas thing, which is just like clubbing and like or like a bunch of bros going Vegas baby right. every five minutes, which <laughs> is also shots what it was. and like uh, disturbing pools of like <laughs> unknown origin. I've never been to Vegas, but the latter is what I think of when I think. Yeah, of Vegas. I also have never been to Vegas. Uh, I think I would actually go for the pools. Apparently, they're amazing. I um, have seen Instagrams of pools there that looked fine, but always in front of the pools are my friends looking very hungover. Um, <laughs> so that kind of like sets the tone for me. Um, it's a place where you go to like be by a nice pool and feel miserable, basically. Yeah. Um, so and literally the guys could not stop yelling Vegas, baby. I, I should have counted. I thought they were all over like 10 minutes into the episode and then someone yelled it again. You'd think that none of them had ever been before when this seems like, not to be stereotypical, a group of men who would probably have been familiar with the location. They were probably all like, oh, yeah, it's my favorite casino. Like that hot bartender I always hook up with is right over there. Things go south. Yeah. I mean, I guess like Salt Lake City doesn't really have the same. Like, like what are you supposed to say? Like, ooh, Salt Lake City. Or is it what I missed? They were in Park City. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even know what See, that is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> is there a thing about Park Sorry City? if you're from Utah. <laughs> <laughs> All basically the same to us. Um, and I don't really understand gambling. So there are a lot of gambling puns that I didn't get. Let's just bypass all of that. Oh, yeah. I don't even think I picked up on that. Yeah. Jason was like, I think my odds for a one-on-one are like plus 125. And I was Oof. like, I don't know what that means, but it doesn't seem possible. Like, it doesn't seem real to me. Also, um, then he was wrong. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's always, as, as Nate Silver would tell us, mm-hmm. there's always a chance that you're wrong. And that is accounted for in your 98 percent. Yeah, you should get Nate on here. <laughs> I think we've had people from 538 on, which yeah. is fun. But, you know, Nate is it's busy, too busy, busy, incorrectly predicting elections. <laughs> um, so first one on one is goes to Colton, which should yeah. surprise no one except for Jason. The date card says, let's ride into the sunset. Really weak date cards lately. Um, And I don't know if you noticed this, but as the car carrying him towards Becca rolled down uh, the street, we get a close zoom in on a sign for Virgin River. Oh, my God. I did not. Thank you for telling (laughs) me that. So uh, I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch this season. It's going to be so liberating. (laughs) Finally going to have a break. (laughs) Uh, And then I was emailing with some friends at Deadspin, and they realized that there were three men who were, like, two NFL players, as we know, and then one guy who is now gone who's a football analyst. And they were like, oh, do you want to, like, write about the sports angle for Deadspin? And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Colton is at... Yeah, so Colton is... Uh, at this point, literally the only one I'm paying attention to because Clay has gone home and Mike has also gone home. Right. Um, so I thought that I would write about him for today, but like nothing, I don't know, it was not really exciting enough to write about. I was hoping yeah. for the Virgin reveal. And they teased I think it. I, right. I thought it was such intense foreshadowing, but they are foreshadowing it in previous episodes now. Like, yeah. it's clearly going to happen later in the season. Yeah. Also, a great sports angle with Colton is that he used to date Allie Raisman. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was talking about her on this date. See. Or how does the timeline work out? I So I was thinking about this. Um, 
so on the date he says that he's only been in love once and that she broke up with him, right? Those are like right. the actual facts we get from him talking about it. He says it was like a year ago. Oh, he said that? Yeah. Oh, God, I really was like in one ear out the other with everything <laughs> so I'm not he's like the best guest right now like incredibly dumb he, so. well I love my favorite thing about him is that he smiles through everything he says even if it's serious <laughs> which is just a personality type of a person that is like oh god that just must fuck their light bulb a lot um I guess it could have been Allie. I sort of wonder if like because she's the person we know he dated that we assume like there was this thing going on a few weeks ago I think um where people were saying that she has like in her book like a unsavory anecdote about right. a guy she dated who was a pro f- sports guy and everyone's like oh that must be Colton and I was like we actually don't really have enough data right. on any of this. It was also weird. I remember looking at that passage on Twitter and the way it described the length of the relationship didn't match right. at all. Like she and Colton dated for months and like went to public events Right. And together. that was like one date yeah. or something. And they like barely hung out and like were not in public together. So I was like, oh, so it can't be Colton. Yeah. The thing about last night when he says the in love thing is that he says he was broken up with. And I mean, maybe this was just like what he said when they broke up. But he was like, oh, it's a mutual thing. We're just, like, too far apart from each other right now and, like, traveling. So maybe, like, the truth is that she broke up with him and he just was trying to save face then. Um, but that yeah. was a, a thing that I was like, hmm, maybe this isn't Allie. Anyway, it, I understand why we're – I had the same thought. I was like, ooh, maybe it's Allie. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like he must know. Like, I feel like he is totally gaming the fact that – Yeah. He's dated all these women that we're aware of. Yeah. Clearly it wasn't Tia. We know that he didn't say I love you to Tia during yeah. their fateful makeout. Yeah. Their weekend together. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> Chased weekend. Oh, it's so romantic. Yeah. Um, Colton, like I started rewatching the first episode I missed and I was so sad that I didn't get to make fun of all of Colton's like extremely dumb statements. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, we got this one on one um, (laughs) that I get to talk about. But uh, he like what they end up doing is they ride camels. It is sponsored by Camel Safari. And it's so that they can get over the humps of past relationships, which turns out to be not all that fitting. Yeah. Um, although we don't actually know that yet. Um, there are no humps in Colton's past, apparently. <laughs> but uh, this date felt <laughs> felt weird. It, and they even joked about how it was weird. Like Becca was like, oh, we're going to sit in a hot tub in the desert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's not like it was night. It gets cold in the desert at night. It was broad daylight. Yeah. And I think she was trying to get him to show a sense of humor. Right. Because she is so desperate to, like, pull the relationship she wants out of this guy she's really attracted to. I mean, she was just gushing about him. Like, they're on the camels. She's, like, almost falling off the camel trying to hold hands with him. (laughs) He's like, cool, whatever, sure. Um. They're in the hot tub, and she's like, here's a funny joke about the hot tub. Let's make out. (laughs) And then he literally says just one thing. She says, this is great. I like being here with you. And she's like, that's so amazing to hear. Thank you so much, and makes out with him. When we were watching last night, my husband just, like, looked up from his computer and was like, this is like the SNL parody, literally. (laughs) Like, she was like... I'm so glad you're here. And he's like, I appreciate you having me here. <laughs> so I felt like the bar was set pretty low for mm-hmm. Colton. Even like even after all of the drama that he like brought in, 
She's well, not even reserved with him at all anymore. Right. And then half of the conversations were about how glad they were that they were over that those challenges. And I was like, that was not that long. Yeah. <laughs> like, but also, like, have you really moved past it? Because you're still talking about those challenges. You're just not upset about them anymore. Right. I also feel like you can't say, oh, it's great that we got through this challenge together when what really happened is that you were so desperate to make out with this hot guy mm-hmm. that you decided to strategically ignore this external issue. Yeah. Do you think Colton looks a lot like her ex-boyfriend? Ooh. I think he does. Yeah. But he's clearly nicer and um, smilier. Her ex was, like, really brooding and, like, kind of like a moving rock. Yeah. They both have the football look. Yeah, like she clearly jaw. She clearly is. I mean, it's like Wisconsin. I get it. Just, yeah. Well, it's weird for me because I, I mean, I'm nothing like Becca, but she's such a the kind of girl that you can relate to. That's like her brand. Um, and yeah, like nice and normal. Yeah, normal. She's like a publicist. So she, God, I literally forgot what she does for. Yeah, well, Thank she doesn't anymore. Right. Um, she's like brunette. Like she wasn't the hot blonde one you're mm-hmm. like oh i could be like becca yeah and then you see the guys she dates and i'm like oh no we're completely different <laughs> kinds of girls because even if i was really into football players i would have just been single until i died that would just be my fate um but colton is willing to give this whole thing a shot and um honestly like he is just so boring that the mm. date is a complete dud yeah, I, again, like, I was really looking for stuff to write about, and I texted my editor, and I was like, um, I think we have to wait until he admits he's a virgin, because this is just not the going angle very be far. football players are really boring? Yeah, I mean, they are. <laughs> like, here's one, just one snippet that I wrote down. He says at dinner, this date was one of the best dates I've ever been on. And she's like, what? We were in the middle of the desert. Yeah. In a hot tub. And he's I mean, like, it's clear that he's not very experienced. No. <laughs> he even suggests but also, that. also, he is very, um, everything feels scripted. And that's I, often the case with people who are not super sparkling conversationalists. Like, you know some things that people say in certain situations and you just deploy them to fill yeah. the air. And so he's saying this was an amazing date because that's what you say in a situation like this. And he doesn't have more creative way to express himself. And then she sort of calls bullshit and he's like, well, my favorite part is when you said we're on the same page and I love that. <laughs> and she gets so excited mm-hmm. and makes out with him. And I was like, how could a person be this? Like that was when I I've really felt like Colton just doesn't seem fully human to me like he doesn't he he seems like a little ai like relationship Mm -hmm. generated in his conversation Mm -hmm. where he says like bachelor date things but they don't seem connected to reality and they don't seem to convey any real relationship to their date or anything that's happening um I mean, obviously, Colton is is human unless he's a love robot. I Who's like one passion is his charity work. Unlikely. <laughs> yeah. He's deeply passionate about the Colton Underwood Foundation. That <laughs> he named after himself, which yeah. I can't ever get over. <laughs> uh, How else would people know that it's him? Yeah. I love that Becca said, <laughs> my favorite thing Becca said was, knowing that Colton associates the word pain with love kills me. Oh, my God. She was just. <laughs> like he's like a little baby deer or something to her. 
the word bleeding heart specifically was meant to apply to Becca during this date. She was just so her heart was wide open to him. And I honestly, his little anecdote, he's like, I was in a relationship. I said, I love you. And then it wasn't reciprocated. And then she broke up with me. And he says, for for me, being in love has confusion and pain associated with it. And I was like, yeah, buddy. That's Same. how it feels for everyone. <laughs> yeah, this is just like life on earth, babe. He was like, I'm this uniquely wounded soul mm. in that I loved someone and I was hurt in that mm. relationship. No, that's everyone. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we keep like the word vulnerable is such a catchphrase on The Bachelor because, I mean, everyone relates to the fact that when you're in love, you're open to yeah. being hurt. I wonder what you think about. Uh, so he says that he's falling in love with Becca, but not to her, right? Like just on camera. Yeah, but he also doesn't he say he's or he says he's falling for her. Okay, maybe I'm. I just like it's interesting to me that last week a guy said he was falling in love with Becca, and it was too soon. And then this week the taps have been turned on, and she's loving <laughs> it from everybody. Well, yeah, because she loves it from Colt. She would any literally anything Colton says, she takes completely at face value. Well, it's just like the argument that it was too soon last week when this episode is, was shot like three days later. Than, yeah. Like what we saw, quote unquote, last week. It's like, no, it's just who you like. Right. Well, because she feels like she's falling for Colton. So it makes complete sense. That yeah. When he... she like whispers to him, like, I don't know what you're doing to me. And then like Ugh. it like faded to commercial. I was like, I don't want to know what he's doing to you. That's when The Bachelor crosses over the line between like, I love getting to watch people do this stuff and date. And I right. don't, I feel uncomfortable. Right. Like you're always like, it. oh, I can't wait for the fantasy suite date. And then it comes and you're like, oh, actually, yeah. can we just fast forward? In reality, um, I don't want to know what these two whisper to each other or like the slurpy noises they yeah. make. Um yeah, he, so he's like, I don't use falling in love lightly, but he is already really gearing up to deploy it. And we know that later in the season he's going to deploy it because yeah. we see in teasers. Yeah. Um, but Becca really just accepts everything he says. She never really presses him. We see her press people in other conversations, and he'll just be like, you know, I... I'm here for you and the Tia thing is over. And she's like, it's so amazing to hear you say that. I just, I really feel things with you. It's like, you don't have any more questions about that? Like mm -hmm. maybe just one or two. Um, but Colton gets the rose. And uh, meanwhile, uh, the second date is a group date. And there are only two people left off of the group date card uh, aside from Colton. The group date is Wills, Garrett, Blake, John, Connor, Leo, Lincoln, Jason, and Chris, which at that point, the guys all realize that it's just David and Jordan. Yeah, I love that they can count. It goes really well. <laughs> a lot of real husband quality material yeah. in this in this bunch. Um, and uh, this, this episode, I just really ran out of patience with Jordan and David. Yeah. It was really interesting to me how many guys in this in this span of time were just like wilding out. Like just like <laughs> like clearly maybe it's just like been a few weeks and like the Stockholm syndrome is setting in or like something where like Chris is freaking out. David and Jordan are still like at a head, you know, like Wills even gets irritated. Like everyone's clearly like 
stuff yeah. is percolating. It doesn't seem like a super mature group. No. Um, which might be partly on Becca at this point um, and who she's choosing. But yeah, it was it never seemed like the most mature group. Yeah, which did we see first? The group date, or the two on one was last. The two on one is last. Okay, yeah. right. Um, so let's talk about the group date. Uh, they are headed to. I think it's Wayne Newton's like home. Yeah, his is there something about guys who work and live in Vegas as performers where there's just like a rule that they have to look like Liberace. <laughs> I mean, I, it was it felt really mean to me to have him on the show because we're all just waiting to tear everything apart on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then you offer us Wayne Newton's face. He and... was brutal to the men, though. Yeah. About their songs. I loved it. I was like, he is not <laughs> like who was the guy who's I didn't know who he was with the Chris singing date. Oh, yeah. Something. I don't remember. Yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> he. uh he was like, oh, your song is so beautiful, amazing. And Wayne Newton was like, uh, less than impressed. Yeah. He <laughs> which was like, I liked. I'm glad that they're like trying, but I wouldn't be in a rush to go out and use any of this material. Yeah. Which, correct. Yeah. Please. Did you think you were going to get some like free ideas out of this? <laughs> that was how they, they were like, we've got the smartest guys in America. They know a lot about love and <laughs> life and song. And they're competing for a hot girl. So you know they're really going to bring their A game. Yeah. Um, we have this incredibly painfully awkward segment where Wayne Newton sings Donka Shane to mm-hmm. them a cappella, and then is like, now look how different it is when I sing it to my beautiful wife, the love who has taught me everything about loving in the world. And he sings it to her and it's exactly the same. Yeah. Um, I got to I meant to Google him and see how many times he's been married. Like maybe they've ooh. been married for 30 years and it's an incredible relationship. But also maybe this is like his seventh wife. Um, that's a, a really good and important question. Um, Claire's tap tap tapping it away. It appears he's been married twice. Okay. Mm, um, so, you know, they've been married f- since 1994. Okay. So. I'll take it. I respect that. It's longer than I've been married. Which is Me too. not at all. <laughs> I don't know. I've been married for a year now and yeah. I, I feel like I have a lot of insight to yeah. offer. Wayne, uh, if you don't know what Donka Shane is, it's a, a song that you might actually recognize from Ferris Bueller's mm-hmm. Day Off. Which Famously. Is, yeah. It's actually the only instance I think I'd ever heard it before. But it was like a... It was a thing. A thing. Yeah. Um, so the basically the guys are all writing their own versions. Yeah. It seems weird that they would do the same date like two episodes apart. Yeah, and Chris was on both of them. It seems yeah. like a mistake in planning, although it turned out to be brilliant producing mm-hmm. because it allowed Chris to really get out over his skis yeah. a little bit. Yeah, Um Also weird that they're, I mean, I just like they, obviously they tailor it to whoever it is, but luckily for me in my recapping, uh, this season <laughs> like a lot of sports stuff, but there's there haven't been a lot of like, bungee jumping and like I'm so yeah. scared and you have to hold me and like protect me like that's usually a big trope no and I haven't dates. I wonder yeah. if Becca is really not down for it mm-hmm. but I've heard that she's like very amenable to production which makes sense considering what she's been through yeah um, and, and would agreed ex- to go through would explain what we were talking about soon with the two on one date but yeah. I have a lot of questions oh my god <laughs> we there's just so much 
So they're all writing their own versions of Don Cushane and um, this is like a kind of a terrible idea in my opinion because they're all just going to write the same song. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so they all are like, Will's like, I'm going to write it but in French. Yeah. And Lincoln's like, I'm going to write it but in my native language. <laughs> Whatever that is. Chris um, is like, I'm going to do it in Spanish. Yeah. But, uh, I liked, um, or I didn't like, I was interested to see that they, I'm so curious about how much they may have cut of Lincoln from this episode. He yeah. was there a couple times, so clearly they didn't try to write him out completely. Um, there was so much going on that it seems unlikely to me that he would have been in a lot more and they tapered it down because there was like a lot of stuff, like none of his he didn't seem connected to any of the plot lines we saw. Right. And when we um, see all the guys like sitting around, it doesn't seem like there's the tension with him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, there's always so much for them to like pick from. Right. But it does seem unlikely that there was yeah. a lot of Lincoln. So I thought that was an interesting call. That they were like, we're just going to kind of like coast with this a little bit yeah. and like take whatever heat we get from continuing to air this show that he's on. <laughs> I mean, it's a little late now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, from what I've seen of the pro- previews and like what we've seen so far, it seems like the Lincoln drama is kind of over on the show because mm-hmm. um, he has the early incidents and he hasn't been making waves really since then. Yeah, um, we've seen new immature dudes. It's mm-hmm. it's really crazy how we cycle through. It's like Connor and Lincoln, mm-hmm. and now they're just kind of chilling in the background while other guys go crazy. Yeah. Um, there's just there's no one almost no one who has comported themselves in a way that I feel like Becca should marry one of them yeah it's really just except for Wills who I love Wills Wills, (laughs) yes I will say Wills really handled everything well tonight um but uh let's talk about the performance um after Wayne has cut them all down to size and is like you all are terrible he's like you're gonna be singing live in Vegas in tuxes from the Black Tux, a tuxedo company. I liked the tuxes. They were fine. Tu- this is the second time Black Tux has sponsored a date this season. Oh, was it the first episode? Uh, yeah, the one or the, the first like first real date, yeah, yeah um, where they ruined their tuxes, and they were like, "This time we're gonna let those tuxes get some real airtime." <laughs> um, <laughs> so they uh, they all perform. They're all awful. Um, but they're ha- they all have a lot of fun with it. So I was surprised when Chris, who almost had a heart attack during his first songwriting date, was like, these guys all suck. And I'm the one who's really going to bring the energy. But he's like, I've done this once. So I have that little bit of expertise that they don't have. How much do you think like doing well on these dates even matters? Like that's what's interesting to me. Is, Not like, at all. I just think like, I mean, you could be funny or like or show a part of your personality like not be a total sad sack and obviously sometimes the opposite happens where if you're really stressed then you get a moment with the lead and they kind of like you know console you um but like I think it's just because they have nothing else to think about and it's like so competition focused they're like I have to be the best this matters so much to whether I'm successful with Becca and it's like literally not at all just here to fill time I mean, yeah, I mean, it happens every season. It's not based on any evidence. Like, there's no advantage to doing really well at a challenge. But it's the only thing that feels within their control. Yeah. And so everyone always obsesses over it. Um, Like, it's really hard to 
be like, today I'm going to make Becca feel my animal magnetism. <laughs> but you can be like, today I'm going to show Becca that I can sing more on key than yeah. although none of them sang more on key. They yeah. were all extremely off key. I think I kind of blacked out during this date. <laughs> I really don't remember it. <laughs> Sorry. Um yeah, watching like nine guys sing versions of Donka Shane will do that yeah. to a brain. <laughs> um and Chris actually was one of my least favorite songs because he translates Donka Shane into Moy Bonita, which doesn't really fit the rhythm of the song at all. God, cutting criticism, Claire. I mean, it's like <laughs> he ends up having to be like muy bonita, <laughs> darling, muy bonita. Ooh, you sound it just, good. It doesn't fit. Yeah, no, I'm really gifted. Um, you can hear it in my podcasting voice. It's mm-hmm. mellifluous. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does really throw himself into the performance. He starts off by ordering a tequila and double water. As all the badasses it's a do. a real classic, classic Bev. <laughs> hey, bartender, I'll take a tequila water, double water. <laughs> Shake it, not stirred. And then he wanders around the whole club, just like getting the crowd ginned up. And uh, and he's like, that's it. I've wrapped it up. Becca and I are getting married. That's what, that's what she needed to see from me. She oh. saw me write a, a beautiful love song and now she's seen me write like a peppy love song yeah i wonder if it's like you see this a lot where the guys who get like the early one-on-ones really like either they kind of freak i guess maybe they do both like they like get really confident and then they kind of freak out when that confidence is not really um being supported by evidence Uh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah they get confident really fast and then they are let down really hard yeah the successful ones are the ones that like I think just managed to ride it out and like keep their insecurities to themselves as much as possible. Yeah. Like and, Becca like, doesn't making an effort. Right. Like like just are kind of like always there, like really like make that time special, but don't like put your shit on Becca because honestly she has enough going on. She doesn't yeah. need this. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely want Becca to give you some extra validation. Sometimes leads do that. Sometimes they pull people out of the group date for a little special time or they seek them out. But if she's not doing that, then you do have to, like, put it – you can't just sit there sulking until the end of the night. That never works out for anyone. Um, And then he decides that he maybe he should just go home. Like, if she's she's clearly not into him, he sang that beautiful song for her, and she didn't come find him. Uh, and she ends up giving out the group date rose without even talking to him. Who did she give it to again? Blake? Blake. Yeah. Because, and here's what Blake does. He's like, I'm so mad that Jean Blanc stole that moment from you when a guy first told you that was on an ama- this show. It was like such a <laughs> clutch move on his part. <laughs> he was like, I want to give that moment back to you because I have been falling in love with you. Yeah, for Blake some knows time. what to do. I'm impressed. He's, he's playing. He's playing the game well. He's like always really energetic and like smiley and yeah. Um, you know, he's not weighing it down with the drama. I noticed something interesting. I listened to two recaps this morning, as I do, and one of them, the consensus, was that Blake is too fun and doesn't Mm -hmm. have enough serious energy, and the other one was that he's too serious and doesn't have enough fun energy. (laughs) And here's the thing. I understand both of those takes. Mm -hmm. He's got this weird, just, like, neutrality to him. Well, we also haven't seen, like, a one-on-one date with him, right? No, we have. Um, He was the bashing shit. 
day. Oh my god! But they didn't do anything on right. that. Yeah, I think they I talked... can't believe I forgot about turned on for what. That's extremely. Yeah, that's that was the highlight of, of the date. Yeah, when I'm... that happened, I was like, I feel like I'm having a stroke, but in a good way. <laughs> that's just every episode of The Bachelor. Yeah, I mean, he. I think on that date we didn't get to see much of them interacting, and. Uh, but I've, I see a, that he, he has this sort of lightness to him, but whenever they actually talk, I feel like they talk – we see them talking about serious things. Yeah. So he actually is combining those energies for yeah, me. Yeah, I totally get why she's, like, feeling this. It's yeah. like she has enough going on with all these other idiots. Do you think – I think he could be an early bachelor. Contender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it just depends on, like, does Blake get – the plot line that they need to propel right. him into lead material. I don't think he's going to win, but I think he is treating Becca nicely. Mm-hmm. He seems like open and he seems like he'd be better than Chris Souls. So like I'll roll with it. I still cannot believe that Chris Souls was ever selected. Like what was going on? Blake does get the rose after he makes this pronouncement. This was the real moment where I was like, so three days ago, John yes. Blanc said this, yes. and you could not believe it. And now you're fully on board and, in fact, not even asking any follow-up questions. Yeah, it was such a perfect moment for this show, like, that encapsulates all its everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that, like, he has had more time with her than John Blanc did. Yeah. Um, and that she reciprocates his feelings more than she did with John Blanc. But... Um, I don't necessarily take anyone at face value when they say this early in the season that they're falling in love. Um, I think they are all kind of just saying what she wants to hear. Yeah, though it's so weird because, I mean, I guess if you, if you, to me it's like so early, it would be such a turn off. Yeah. I think like it must be such a vulnerable position to have like been rejected by your ex on live television and then come on this and like that's such a trope right that yeah the one who was rejected is like so worried it's not going to work for them this time and that someone is going to reject them yeah and that's the central conflict of most uh bachelor and bachelorette's narratives is that they were rejected right but also i think it must be really vulnerable to be to be the lead Mm-hmm. And to know that all these people are dating you because they, like, have to. Mm-hmm. And they signed up before they ever met you. Yes. I would always be wondering. But I'm also the kind of person that would watch, like, She's All That and be like, now if any guy asks me out ever, then I will assume it's for an ulterior motive. <laughs> like, I'm always looking for that. Um, but I think that even if you're not a crazy insecure person, that that situation would make you question everyone yeah i totally agree so chris this is when chris really starts spiraling because up until she hands out the group date rose he's feeling superbly confident he's like i have a really deep connection with her i'm not worried about anyone else she's gonna come find me if she wants to talk to me and such a mistake i'm not nervous such all the other mistake. guys are like i would be nervous all of these people have watched the show before I'm, you I mean, I, I understand that it's to- totally different once you're in the environment, but you would think that like, like if I went on, I would like write myself a little memo, and like sneak it into my bag and be like, remember, these are the <laughs> things not to do that happen every season. Yeah. And like you would think that the, the, all the other guys still being there, even if you had a good one on one time, that you would still have those seeds of doubt and insecurity 
that she was really into you uh, uh, over the other guys. And he just loses that so quickly. Yeah. I feel like he's the kind of guy that, like, you hook up with three times and then he sits you down and is like, I'm really sorry, but, like, I just can't give you the relationship <laughs> you want right now. And you're like, I don't what, know why you're right. assuming I want that. And he's like, right. no, no, you don't have to say anything. Yeah, Like, he has this deeply rooted, like, he's deeply convinced that people just want him. Yeah. Yeah, I did. it did feel a little bit to me like whenever these sort of flights of fancy come up that they're, these are, like, prime situations in which producers are behind the scenes being like yeah you think you're gonna get the rose you, you know, like seems like you might get the rose like and then he's kind of like oh my god am i gonna get the rose like do they know something that i don't know oh my god i'm gonna get the rose yeah, and he doesn't get the rose and he's like what the fuck you're gonna get the rose then you can pretty much assume you're not gonna get the rose because why would they tell you that if you were yeah. going to get the rose yeah they only tell you that so that you can freak out when you don't get it but chris gives a little monologue after the rose is awarded he says tonight i'm shook <laughs> and the guys are all like, please stop. Talking. Uh I really like I, I'm like always watching this show for like the fourth wall being broken. And I did really like when he they don't really talk about time ever because they don't want you to really know like they spent eight hours at this rosemary ceremony and it's like right. seven AM now or whatever. But there's one point where Chris is like freaking out and he's like, David's been gone like 35, 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, so that's <laughs> how much time people have. with." <laughs> like, yeah. And it's weird when you talk to former contestants or leads and you're like, how much one on one time is there really? They're always like, oh, not that much. And I'm like, no, please be specific. Yeah. <laughs> Give me like two minutes or like 15. Yeah. To like... me watching the show, I only see like 30 seconds. So not that much to me is like 30 seconds. Right. And can you imagine being Becca and just having... It's basically like eight interviews in a night, just back to back to back to back with alcohol and like some nice lighting. But I never I am always like there's plenty of time to talk to everyone. And then I was I had a junket recently where I had like four group interviews in a row. And at the end, I was like, I will never question a bachelor or bachelorette again. This is exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just asking them about a TV show, which Mm -hmm. is like whatever. So. It basically, Chris, at this point, is like, I thought I was in a different realm from you guys, but she didn't, like, make time for me, and so she doesn't want me. I think I'm going to go home. And all the other guys are like, whatever. Wills is like, I don't have a rose either, so, like, please stop. We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to break down that awful, awful two-on-one. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually 
work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 
timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And at this point, we take a break from Chris to go on the two-on-one. Yes. And meanwhile, we've been seeing snippets of David and Jordan in the house. David just needling Jordan. Does David's nose, is it just because I know that he fell (laughs) off a bed or is his nose just like a little, you know? I mean... Or maybe it's like one, there's like bruise under one eye, so it like looks uneven. I never looked that closely at David before he fell off the bed. Yeah. So I don't know if like his nose shape is I just like they pick these guys because they have symmetrical faces and his face is not really. I think David doing is, that anymore. was supposed to be like the quirky, like not he's not quirky. He's like extremely right, basic. But he's like quirky for the show. Right. And yeah. that he's ex- like just some guy that you would have like had calculus class with. Yeah. And now like his quirk is that one of his eyes is like completely bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I was underwhelmed after they blurred his face out and of a couple course, episodes they ago. Always and then he do came that. Back. Or like when they'll do that in the bachelor seasons when like maybe like a girl's like like bikini is too small. They did that to, for yeah, some the black it was box. Like, yeah. They've like, been doing that. They do it a lot on Paradise. Yeah, and it's like I wish that this was as exciting as you're pretending it is. <laughs> I know. If only. But that they've been doing this crazy thing on the proposal where, I mean, all the contestants, if you're not watching, um, don't, don't. <laughs> it's really bad. But um, they they blur out just the entire body and face of the lead um, until they're revealed from the pod. So which I don't see why it's necessary for the audience to not see this person. Yeah. But. The last night, it was incredible because she was in shots with her child, and you see the whole child, and the oh, child yeah. is being held by like this swirling human shape. It was blob. really weird. It was like um, CGI, like in a movie or something. Yeah, but or, obviously but like they don't really... have the budget for that. So. Right. It seemed like it was maybe for like something you might see in like a, a Bible school video about like god or something and it's like what if god was what one if of god us? Was one of and you'd be like oh not great cgi but like i appreciate the effort and the expense <laughs> they went through to make me really believe in god um but instead it is to make me believe that an aspiring country singer can find love mm-hmm. so where were we two on one two on one i was really i'm just this is my pet peeve the most like classic two-on-one I mean there have been two in my mind in recent memory that really stand out when um what's her face was left on the island Olivia Olivia thank you um and then just like the drone or like the helicopter (laughs) just pans out and it's just like her alone like shivering like yeah apparently it was freezing it looked so cold (laughs) tragic and then crystal season when those two crazy women they did the same thing as this episode where they're in a canyon. Oh, yeah. And then he just leaves them both behind. He leaves them both there. Uh, which is, like, one of the most beautiful, like, insane shots ever. <laughs> and so I was, like, really annoyed that they did the same canyon thing. I was like, that was not that long but ago. But they didn't leave him. I know. Really. They, I think that they've, they have found that viewers, while some of them enjoy that, uh, find it to be brutal and dehumanizing what and it detracts sympathy from the lead (laughs) that they walked away and left their former like girlfriend on an island yeah i just was like we did this thing very recently (laughs) like give me a new weird location i now think of the desert as like because even the island that olivia was on was a very scrubby yeah like rocky island yeah it was basically like a strip of sand it was like a yeah. sandbar in For the middle just of maximum the pathos as yeah. the lead flies away with right she has to like wade back to the shore or whatever but this time there wasn't they didn't even fly there no becca drove them and we didn't even see the end it just is like done yeah i mean there wasn't that much to it like it was pretty short no i mean what was annoying was like <laughs> i liked when becca was like Listen to the silence. Was like yeah, you could tell that like, she was just like praying that they be quiet. I was honestly shocked by the turn of events, though, which is that she um, sent David home and then decided she and Jordan needed to have dinner to talk more. I, this is yeah. all the producers making her do it, right? There's yeah. no way. I if mean, anything, David seemed like, I mean, he's been such a shit stir that I'm sure she was like, this guy is bad news. Yeah. 
But both of them, it's like, get rid of them. I feel like what she really wanted was obviously to get rid of both of them, but maybe just to get one of them alone so that she could talk to one of them about anything other than listening to them snipe at at each other over her. But, I mean, she could have had more one-on-one time with them. Like, it seems like they sat down Mm -hmm. on the palapa in the middle of the Valley of Fire. Yeah. And by the way, they she they show up, meet Va- Becca standing there in, in camo and Daisy Dukes, and Jordan is like, a she weird looks outfit. like a snack. And I was like, Jordan, <laughs> do you know what that means? Uh, it it just doesn't work coming from you, Jordan. I'm yeah. sorry. And then the Tims. That was one of my least favorite outfits. It was it was a lot. It's not really my style. Also, I loved how Becca was like, welcome to the Valley of Fire. Like, she's the host of, like, <laughs> First Look or something. I think she would be a great First Look host. You are right about that. Except she would have to do some more adrenaline stuff. Yeah. We need to see her in an adrenaline situation. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they basically, she's like, please sit and take in the silence. And David is like, great, I love the silence. I'm so pumped to be here. Quality time with you is so important, and I just love sitting here and taking in the silence. And, yeah, so this is cool. I really love being here. Like, cannot stop talking. Yeah. I, David is— He's a chatterbox. And he's very divisive. I know, like, some people hate him and think he's worse than Jordan. Mm-hmm. And— other people are like, he seems normal. He seems like someone I would know, and therefore I relate to him. I mean, he seems like someone who knows how to needle yeah, in an effective way. It's, like, mean, and yeah. he's kind of, he seems, like, a little cruel. Jordan is just, like, doesn't live on this planet. Yeah. So that's a different kind of thing. What disease did he say his mom had? He didn't. He said multiple mental illnesses. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. At first, he just kind of mumbled it, and I was like, multiple sclerosis? Like, what? what? Uh, yeah, mental, <laughs> What's happening here? Mental illnesses. Got it. I mean, there was just, I, I didn't even know what to believe by the end, but I do believe that David totally made up Jordan saying that he would be settling for Becca. Mm-hmm. Because even when Becca, so uh, David sits down with Becca first and is basically just like, it's so great to be here. A lot of the guys here are here for the right reasons, but one of them isn't. And that's Jordan. And let me tell you why. He said he would be settling for you and he wants to hook up with hot girls. Such at the a rookie move. Like, and what he are just you doing? bowls right into it. He doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't take any time. He's just like, the first thing you need to know is that I hate Jordan and that Jordan thinks very little of you. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's clear. That's why you guys are both here right now. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, if I really thought that Jordan was the guy for me, he would not be here with you. Um, I mean, it's and sometimes you see people go into these two on one dates and with sort of an attitude of like, I'm going to take one for the team. Like, I'm going to bring this evil person down. And it's unclear to me what David's agenda even really is. It's not it doesn't seem like he thinks that Jordan is a threat Mm -hmm. to Becca or that he really needs to be exposed it's almost like it's like a little fun no it's definitely yeah it's definitely like a a pastime yeah which doesn't reflect very well on him (laughs) as like an adult male no i mean he's only 25 he's just such a long way from being a grown-up but she just doesn't look at all especially when we've had dates so far that she clearly likes the person she doesn't like these guys at all like she's like 
tolerating them through gritted teeth. <laughs> I love the sort of glazed look she gets on her face when she's listening to a guy talk that she is not interested in. She really just kind of like, she's not great at hiding her emotions. And I don't say that as an insult. No. I say that as like, it's really much more entertaining to watch someone who's just like, mm. And it's amazing to see the guys not pick up on it. Yeah. Like David was like, I thought that went amazing. That went great. Well, it's that classic thing where, like, to find out if a guy is really worth dating, you, like, just don't ask them any questions about themselves and, like, see how long it takes for the conversation to die because they don't ask you anything about you. (laughs) Have you never done that? It's fun. (laughs) You should try it sometime. Well, when you're really insecure and you just, like, whenever I was on a date, I was just, like, desperate to keep conversation going. Yeah, and it's, like, a very very woman thing to do is to just be like, oh, so what's up with you? Where do you work? Like, who are your friends? And then men are just, like, yeah, I'll just keep answering these. And then when you stop, they're like, oh, so what are we doing here? <laughs> well, I I grew up with guys like totally male dominated home. So my version of making conversation is I offer stuff about myself and then I wait for people to counter with similar examples about themselves. And then when they don't, I'm just like, I guess they don't want to talk about themselves. <laughs> it's weird. But like and I have to tell you, as a journalist, this has not served me well. Yeah, not the best technique no i go in and i'm like so here's some stuff about me ice broken like your turn yeah um so honestly if i were becca by the time i i talked to david like so david seems so gleeful to tell her that a guy thinks he'd be settling for her yeah that i would immediately be like if you really cared about my feelings wouldn't you have tried to be a little more delicate about this yeah it's like that classic thing where they don't realize that like putting down someone else does not like lift them up yeah if anything it like drops them further down right because now he's the person that she's heard say the words settling for you yeah like she didn't hear that from jordan yeah she didn't have to hear it at all she heard it from david and now she is gonna associate that with him and for good reason because it seems like he made it up she's finally sits them down jordan is losing his mind um he's like you're a shell of a man you're a skeleton of a man or did that happen earlier when does he say that he says so many so many i mean he's gonna be great on paradise i I think he's like a natural fit for that show right like it it seems impossible that he won't get there although here's my thing with someone like like jordan it's i love the thought of having them on paradise but it's hard for me to imagine anyone wanting to date them on paradise no he's like the least attractive person so I've then how does he stay on the show yeah but who knows that's what i thought about daniel and oh my god he always managed daniel. to stick around daniel was like a hotter looking person though i find them both very weird looking. i mean i'm not attracted to either of them but just like daniel does daniel it has look more like the a model look yeah me. like Jordan seems to think that he's hot, but he looks like a Ken Barbie doll, and like that's like a like a thing you think is hot when you're five. He has a very catalog look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know all about these things. <laughs> um, so Becca sits him down, and also Jordan is wearing like a navy polo shirt. Yeah, tucked into belted khakis. Yeah, the khakis gotta go. They didn't seem to like fit quite right. Like for someone who talks a lot about choosing the right outfit and stuff. I never look at his clothes and think like, wow, that fit is impeccable. Yeah, and especially compared to someone like Wills who wore like a beautiful plaid suit at the group date that I couldn't stop looking at. I know. Like that was a statement. That's how you peacock. Yeah. Um, Also, I went to Catholic school. So whenever I looked at Jordan on this date, I was like, 
basically like yeah hottest 12 year old on the block yeah i guess or at least the the... yeah he just has like a hansen look (laughs) like that's what you thought was cute when you were 10 yeah um so he immediate he's she tells him what david says and he's like he's lying he manipulated my words i've i said I've always said I'd be totally honest with you, and I've said that from the beginning. And she's like, yeah, everyone is saying that. So you understand why that means basically nothing yeah. to me. Um, and he's like, well, I'm very loyal. I've watched my dad love my mom for 27 years. He says she has mental illnesses, and he comes from nothing, and he's fought for everything he has. He'll fight for her. she's like "Uh uh-huh so does this mean i can't send you home because you've had tragedy and it will make me look bad (laughs) like that just seems like a like a last ditch attempt it really does i mean i it's entirely possible that that is all true and very difficult for him and sad and like yeah but that doesn't mean someone should love you right that's not really how this stuff works yeah and it doesn't even mean that you're like a great partner just because yeah. you have seen other people be great partners and you value that yeah. it doesn't i used to think like oh i must be i would be the best girlfriend because like being a girlfriend would matter to me so much and it turns out i was a really bad <laughs> girlfriend like it's not the same thing um you actually have to have more than just valuing other people being good partners yeah um so finally Becca just has to sit down with both of them and be like David did Jordan actually ever say this and David is sort of like I mean like maybe like I feel like I heard it once Mm -hmm. so no and she says well I feel like this is where we part ways David she sends him home and she needs more time with Jordan ugh why I on, I, I feel like producers must have. They definitely like, made her keep him the episodes that we've seen. Like, I think he could have gone home in episode two. She keeps saying she thinks he's, like, funny. And I'm like... Funny to laugh at, right. not with. Like, it's so obvious what was happening there. And, like, whatever. They have to do it, I guess. But I don't really think they do have to do it. It's, like, <laughs> wasting time that we could be seeing with people that, like, would actually be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, he was really interesting to me on... I mean, on, a, like, a psychological level. It's, yeah. like, what's happening there? <laughs> like, studied in a zoo or something. Yeah. They, they go to... Uh, bar and have a drink or something and she is like yeah I was frustrated by what happened but let's just move past let's try to get to know each other and he's like yeah I want to know about you what does your weekend look like usually oh yeah uh which is just it's a classic Lauren Ari question yeah um and she's like Oh, I I like the outdoors. I like going to church and like, oh yeah, I love it when she was like, I go to church with my girlfriends and then we go to brunch. I know. I was like, wow, that's specific. <laughs> that's that's the midwestern version of we go to yoga and then we go to brunch. Yes, I once had a yoga teacher who <laughs> we were like in the middle of downward dog. She was like, guys, like this is your church, and I was like, um. Uh... <laughs> This I is mean, my it, workout it for the day. It can be like church, but for sure. like white ladies in Brooklyn, right? It is and not then their church. right, and then like everyone like tittered. Like she was like, "Yeah, oh, this is God. like Brooklyn church," and I was like, "Oh, oh my yeah, God. I gotta get out of here." I did not return to the studio. <laughs> no longer felt comfortable. Yeah. 
Um, so Jordan's like, cool, that's all great. For me, like the weekend is all about the gym because my body is so important to my work and like skincare, yeah, a, hair care, choosing the right outfit. Um, and that's where success comes from is the gym and mm-hmm. skincare and like really investing time into it. So similar to her weekend. Um, and she's like, well, how realistic is Zoolander? And he's, oh, yeah, that was he funny. says, very. Yeah, that was actually really good. That was great. And then, then he does the face and he like, like, it's honestly really crazy what models can do with their faces that make their whole face look different. It is interesting to me because, well, I was just on vacation and on vacation I spent a lot of time asking my husband to take pictures of me in front mm-hmm. of landmarks. And then I would look at them and be like, that is not the face I thought I was making right, at right. all. Right, right. Yeah. Like, wait. I was supposed to look like Tyra Banks there, and I didn't. Yeah. Like, I thought I was doing, like, a coy smile, and instead mm-hmm. it looks like I'm scowling. Yeah. Or I thought I was grinning, and instead it looks like I'm scowling. Right. I have non-resting bitch face. Every face I make turns <laughs> into a bitch face. Um, yeah, so, that was the first moment I was impressed with Jordan. Yeah. I was like, oh, you have a skill. Yeah. I was like, I actually wish I could do that. Yeah. Um. I wish I could like he was getting very technical about which muscles you have to move to convey certain expressions to people. Right. But like that's the kind of thing that's like funny to talk to someone about at a party and then like tell people later, like not the kind of thing you care about in someone that you like are going to marry. I do deeply care about that. (laughs) And it's unfortunate for me because my husband can't do that at all. (laughs) Maybe he'll train himself. (laughs) If he wants to keep me happy, 50-50. He's like, I wish I could get my portfolio out. And she is not into this. She's She thinks he's being self-centered. But he I, is. I, he is 100% but being self-centered. Claire. But it's such a more interesting conversation, actually, than most of the mutual conversations yeah. we hear, which are mutual in the sense that he's like, love just really matters to me. Does it matter to you? And she's like, yes, it does matter to me. How about family? And he's like, it does matter to me. Does it matter to you? Like, I guess those are mutual conversations, but there isn't a lot of actual um, substance being aired. Yeah. I would rather hear Jordan talk about how he moves his eyebrows. Um, Pick up some tips. (laughs) I, I just don't think my face can do it. Like, I can raise one eyebrow. That's my one skill my sister taught herself to wiggle her ears when she was a kid just by staring in the mirror and practicing for like hours so if you believe it you can achieve it (laughs) well sometimes i practice photo faces in the mirror and then when i i'm like i nailed this i'm Mm -hmm. ready and then when you gotta like muscle memory it right right. yeah and then when i do that when i pull it out for um like a photo shoot (laughs) which i participated many of (laughs) I was like, mm, what's your life like? Yeah, mostly for Instagram. But then I, it just never comes out. I'm always like I practiced it in front of the mirror. I looked glamorous. My cheekbones are appearing somehow. And then I do it and I look at the picture later and I look constipated or something. So I have a long way to go. But <laughs> this was a really inspiring episode for me. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Jordan... David was so, like, awful during the two-on-one that it was hard not to sympathize with Jordan. But then as soon as David is gone, Jordan is gloating and he's being narcissistic and self-satisfied. And I was like, oh, maybe you're just both the worst. Definitely. And people lose sight of that. People are like, oh, I'm team Jordan. Don't be team Jordan. They all suck. They're all bad. And... He says he thinks the rose on the table is just about to jump on his chest. Oh, God. A last Jordanism for us. 
Um, but she sends him home. And she's like, keep laughing. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, and in the limo, he says some really wild stuff that made me question whether yeah. he understands what dating is. Yeah. He's like, I guess she just didn't think I was enough. But the thing I appreciate the most about her, this woman that he was allegedly trying to marry, the thing he appreciates the most about her is that she said she's never met anyone <laughs> like him. Yeah. Wait, I wrote down and Becca could not have said this. So it must have been him. I think he says, I do feel unique. He did say that <laughs> because I do feel unique. Yeah, I do. Uh, proud of that little baby boy. <laughs> It's like the best thing about Becca is that she sees that I'm unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, but I'm, I don't know. I'm smart. I do have the look. I can speak. I can walk. I'm fit. I wish I know what she didn't like about me. But all of those things, I would say maybe one of those things is relevant to a, a romantic relationship, yes. which is that he thinks he's smart. Having the look, which sounds like a modeling thing, is not relevant. Being able to walk is not relevant, um, especially because I think he means like walking a runway. Yeah. None of that stuff is relevant. Um, so Jordan has learned nothing from this experience. Shocking. And we we see him drive off into the sunset. Um, the guys are all really happy that he is also leaving. None of them seem that sad about David. And it's time for the cocktail party. They're down to just 10 guys, I think. Um, One guy's going home. And Chris is, has been freaking out, simmering. Uh, But Becca grabs him first. In this, it sounded like she was saying, like, I need you to see me after class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, Chris, I need you to come with me. Yeah. It's like the deputy principal walks up to you and you're like, oh, man, did she find that vodka bottle in my locker? There's something that drives me crazy about these, like, can I steal you? How much time do you have conversations where the lead will never really interject between two people fighting? And I think I assume it's a combination of like they don't want to look bitchy (laughs) and I'm sure production is like let stuff play out like don't show favoritism as much as possible i would also wonder if as the lead you want to know how both parties are actually going to respond yeah i think it must be just a combination of things but i get so annoyed like when (laughs) so chris like has his time or whatever right and oh i'm sorry we have to talk about his time because he's like as they sit down he's like i think you owe me like fifty thousand kisses and she's like, excuse me? Like, I sat you down to give you a talking to. Yeah. And you're telling me that I owe you, like, physical favors. <laughs> Not a great start. And they both sort of try to talk about the group date incident. And it's clear they both feel aggrieved about how the other person acted. And he does not reassure her adequately at all. Um, she heard comments that he thought he wanted to leave. And he's like, oh, whatever. Comments were made. I'm not a part of that. And she's like, no, I'm talking about your comments. Yeah, like you things that comments. you actually said. I know. He freaked out. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I thought maybe I should go home because you're not interested in me. And she's like, why would you think that? And also, I need you to just like maybe take some time. Think about whether you can be a 50-50 partner like I want. I know. It's like they always have these freakouts where 
there's like one or two people every season who they're like forget that this is what they signed up for yeah i mean it's an insane show obviously if you're dating a person and you both are at a party and neither of you goes to talk to the other person you might both have a case for being pissed yeah but in this case she's dating all these people that's the agreement she's gonna give time to people who seek her out and she has a lot of other things on her plate it's his one job to try to get time with her that's it and so he didn't do it and she's so but he's like i don't have to think about whether i could be a good partner i know that i would be a good partner and that's she's like wrong answer like i have to think about it yeah because i have doubts about you now yeah like they have all this freaking time it doesn't go the way he wants and then he like goes back for more and he can't he like he can't just say like i'm sorry he can't say like it was stupid of me and i've learned from it instead he's like i don't think you get how much i like you like i don't think you understand right and it's like if she doesn't understand it's your job yeah to like demonstrate communicate that to her um so finally she just walks away she's frustrated with him and then he's like i didn't like how that went and so he goes and interrupts Wills, who's like Loki, the most Loki best guy. Wills is wearing this amazing outfit. Oh my god, it's that like suit. a matching, like it's like a it, very wide plaid. Yeah, um, gray, and then like very pointy, kind of like dapper brown shoes. He looks great. I also just earlier like, in the episode he was wearing like a, a matching like short and top yeah, and a yeah. bright floral. Yeah, He's that's like, like probably knockoff Gucci, but I respect the game regardless. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's something about his facial expressions that I love. Like, he yeah. always just looks kind of, like, not having it. <laughs> and as someone who is often not having it, I feel like I really, like, identify with that. But I really liked how he handled the situation yeah. with Chris where he was, like, clearly very annoyed, as he had a right to be, because Wills is, like, being respectful, being, like, present for her, not being too pushy, it's not his fault that Chris is fucking up. Yeah. It's they not Becca's just sat fault. Down yeah. For their time. Chris already had time. Chris, I mean, again, like probably a producer was like, go back right now. Like, yeah. like don't wait until later. <laughs> but that's uh, not Will's fault either. Right. And so then Will, I couldn't, did he say two or 10 minutes? Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Then he comes back. Chris, like, is wasting. It's like, you look bad. You look like an yeah. idiot. Like, this does not make Becca like you. It was really a mess for Chris and like every decision he made made it worse for him yeah I just really liked how Wills was just like nope like I'm gonna stand I'm gonna be really polite about it I'm gonna be like very calm he doesn't get worked up about stuff which is always like a mistake for people on the show yeah but I'm also not going to like stand for this Becca's just like awkwardly watching the whole thing I'm like way in (laughs) when it starts out like he comes up and is like can I steal you away for a second and she's like we just sat down yeah so no yeah and Chris is like really and she's like yeah like one minute ago so and he's like I really need some time like he keeps pressing and she keeps being like demurring she's like no I really don't want to do this right now and so finally he turns to Wills to like overrule her I know which I thought was really disrespectful yeah and then Wills tries to like say no and then finally he's like okay two minutes if that's cool with you becca yeah and yeah. i really appreciate i was like because right because maybe she like, just literally from yeah her. maybe she just literally like is creeped out by this guy and doesn't want to talk to him yeah. yeah yeah i hope that 
when Wills finally came back that they had a good conversation. We don't see anything really between them. It does yeah. seem like they sit down and they're both like, oh, finally <laughs> yeah. that's over. Yeah. So like that's reassuring. But yeah, I really like him. He seems like he could be really good Bachelor material. Yeah. I don't think I they like will give it that. to him as usual. Yeah. But um, it'd be cool. He stayed very calm and very when he came back and Chris like refused to get up and leave, handled himself very well but refused to just walk like often in that situation you'd see the guy like go off in a huff and yeah. be like I already gave you time like why are you doing this and instead he's just like politely I want to ask you to get up yeah please um and then Chris won't leave <laughs> in fact I was like I'll come find you in a minute and he's like really like really man and she's like I told you I'd come find you do you not believe me like, it's like what does he think this person <sighs> wants to talk to him no. <laughs> of course not. And, and nothing he said to her was new when he sat down. No. Um, he really, I mean. He just wanted her to react differently this I don't time. think Connor seems like he's a front runner or doing very well right now. But he did, like, when he messed up, he, with the Lincoln thing, he did, like, apologize. Like, not beat the dead horse. Like, back off. Like, chill. Yeah. Chris does not seem to know how to do that. Yeah, he's handled this about as badly as he possibly could. And uh, finally, Wills comes back from his time and sits down and Chris is there. And Chris sort of (laughs) starts it up again and is like, really? Like, why are you? You got mad at me. Like, why wouldn't you just give me the time? And Wills is like, I didn't get mad. I gave you some time. Handled it the best way I could. And I'm proud of myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I loved. Um, And then all the guys were like, yeah, we're on Wills' side. So, sorry. Um, So, at this point, Becca does, in fact, come find Chris again because she's a woman of her word. Yeah. And so we get another Chris and Becca conversation. Um, Chris is saying some wild stuff. He's like, I'm the guy who's genuinely here for the right reasons and ready to commit to the idea of being with Becca. Mm. Which is a tortured turn of phrase. Um, And she says, so if you feel so strongly for me, why were you ready to jump ship the other night? And he's like, well, it was the first obstacle. And so I just thought maybe maybe I wouldn't try anymore, which is a really reassuring thing to hear from your future partner. Is that like the first obstacle? They're like, maybe I'll just throw in the towel. Yeah. If not there worth aren't it. seven producers there to make me keep going. Um, but he's like, I'm a new me now. The new me won't give up. She is just staring blankly into yeah. space. And finally he's like, look at me. Do you see potential in me? No lie. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't respond. I really, I would not have predicted that Chris would have been I like can't. this whole episode was basically about him. Yeah. Like, the two-on-one was almost like an afterthought, and usually the two-on-one is, like, the big thing. Yeah. I had almost forgotten about his hairline. Awful. But we spent so much time with <laughs> truly, it. Truly, truly awful. It was, there's, there's like, a little... It's like, he has baby hairs, but then he gels his hair. It's like, don't gel your hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I was like, what it's is... It's like what Kim Kardashian used to look like before she lasered all of hers off. It's like, <laughs> because, like, he's, like, has that kind of hair. It's like... Is that background? If you ha- you just need to lean in, yeah, to what lean works into your, your look. Hair. I don't yeah. get it. It's bad. Uh, don't don't try some weird shit. Um, so he 
ends this conversation still unhappy because Becca sort of looks like you might look during an actual breakup conversation. Like she can't make eye contact with him. Her jaw is set. Um, And he says, well, what hurts the most is now I have the fear of not getting a rose, but I want it so bad now because I want to prove to her even more, not only that I care about her, but also to show her everything about me that will make her confident about committing to him. I must have written some of that down wrong because that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Um, But so basically what I'm getting from this is that now he really wants a rose to prove that she still wants him. Right. And also, like, if he doesn't get one, then she doesn't want him and he's going home. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I'm still not at all convinced that he actually wants her to, like, be his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Just that he wants to, like, win the the rose. Um, And he's like, (laughs) if this one thing will jeopardize what we have, that will be the most devastating thing that could happen to both of us. Mm. Love when people speak for me. Oh yeah. I feel she's she feels she seems like she feels okay. Yeah. So it's time for the rose ceremony and shockingly, Chris does not go home. I mean she has this tendency to like see a guy really fuck up and be like, I'm not mm-hmm. happy at like be very direct. I'm not happy with this. This was a big red flag and then, and then just like, keep them. Yeah. I mean again, like we don't know that much about Becca. I don't know her. But, like, we saw that with her ex-boyfriend where they were together for a long-ass time. And it seems like he was a big dick for a lot of it. Yeah. And she gave him a lot of chances. I think – and clearly she did that with Ari, too, where he was like, I'm still thinking about this other woman. And she was like, let's work through it. Yeah. I think she's just too nice. Yeah. No, I think so. Because, like, after the Connor thing, I was like, can you really imagine that being the guy that you end up with? Really? And at this point, it's like she and Chris have only bad energy and it doesn't even really seem like she's actually attracted to him the way she is with like Colton and she has all that drama with him. But yeah. she's trying to overcome it because clearly yeah, there's that like. I understand. She is blinded by his big shiny teeth and yeah. his big goofy chin. Right. She wants to put her face all over it. Yeah. I get that. Like that's an impulse I understand. Right. But like she and Chris just seem like polite acquaintances kind of. Right. And yeah. currently no longer even. It's like having that horrible breakup conversation with someone that you weren't even dating and in fact are not even friends with. Yeah. Um so but she sent home the biggest catch of the entire show, maybe of any season. He's still out there for the rest of us now. Guys, he's probably so rich and yeah. he seems so nice. Sorry, we're talking about he John. Likes to cook. John from we're Venmo. About John from Venmo. So the roses go to Garrett, Jason, Wills, Lincoln, Leo, Connor, and Chris. Last rose, but that means John is going home. John was really sweet about it. Yeah. I mean, he was never right for this show. He's too nice. I He doesn't – it's not the place where someone – I feel like he was lit, literally just like, this is something crazy I could do now that I yeah. have money and I right. don't have to, like, go work. to work every yeah. day. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Why not? I'm single. I could right. just, like, go on The Bachelorette. I feel like he's going to thrive. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think so. I mean, also, I mean, I wonder if he, I think that the gender imbalance in Silicon Valley is rough, mm-hmm. but now he's got exposure yeah, to Yeah, and also, like, pool. women are like, oh, yeah, you, like, are a software engineer? Like, like, dime a dozen, whatever. <laughs> and then now it's like, there are all these women around America who are like, oh, my God, like, I use Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> this is John. John uses Venmo. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So we get some great credits of Jordan getting ready for the date, and that's kind of the end of the episode. He uh, 
as our last taste of Jordan, he got a facial before the two-on-one. His first one in a while. He irons his outfit. Being a modern man is all about being approachable, flirty, charming. God, if I ever have to see his face again. It's I'm not all so about being handsome. Glad. It's about skincare. It's about He's hair gone. care. It's about fashion. <laughs> it's about picking the right outfit. Uh, the The group left is like pretty normal, except for Lincoln. Yeah. And then obviously like we don't know really what's up with Garrett. Right. I mean, and then the, obviously, like, we don't know whether is, what's going on with Colton. Okay, most so of them the group seem is not like, great. Most of the ones who are left, like, kind of suck, but in ways They're that not, are more expected right, for right. me. It's They're like, not as bad as the other guys. I mean, Garrett, I think, is a, a, like probably um, kind of a bad person. <laughs> I think Chris seems like kind of a bad person. Um, Lincoln, we're pretty sure, is a bad Definitely person. Definitely a bad person. Um, Leo, we know, like, nothing about. Uh, Leo's Jason. literally just there for color commentary yeah. and color aesthetic, obviously. Which sometimes hits the mark, and sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. Leo, why did you say that? Jason seems fine. Yeah. I don't have a comment about him. I have, like, a bad feeling about him, but I think it might just be left over from the fact that I think he looks like... Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think the only... I think Connor is maybe kind of a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> Not feeling great about Colton. So that really yeah. just leaves like Blake and uh, Wills. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting about Wills, my golden boy. Yeah. Well, he's going to be set free, I think, at the end of the show for some like wonderful woman like us to, yeah. to date. Is I mean, me? not like us. Maybe. Hey. No. It could be. <laughs> that was a joke, just to be clear. Marriage is just a piece of paper, as they say. Um, as is Elise. Any predictions for next week? They're they're going to Virginia for lovers. Yeah, boring. Also, Richmond. What, like what? I feel like I've been to Richmond. Well, I feel like the promo for next it's week was was not very heavy on next week, and it was very heavy on the rest of the season, and the promo for the rest of the season was just like a zillion I love yous. Yeah, everyone is saying I love you to Becca. Yeah, I mean, good for her. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're in love with her. No, but, but good I'm for sure her. it feels nice to hear. Um, yeah, next week we don't. It didn't really. Seem... It looks like there's going to be a fake political debate, which I thought was a wild choice of date. Yeah, because we see Chris just like. Going... I mean, he's definitely going to go home next week, right? Uh, I mean, I don't see. how She gave he's him even his one there. shot, and like that's it. Yeah. Or she actually gave him like five shots this episode, but <laughs> he needs to lay low like Connor did. Mm-hmm. We just didn't hear from Connor again. Mm-hmm. Wills is kind of creeping up for me. I think he might make it to Final Four. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it'd be great for all of us. As much as anything on this show could be really cool. <laughs> He's just so uh, warm and like uh, I, I feel like he brings yeah. a nice warm energy to the yeah. screen. I mean, I will say personally for me, it's important that Colton continue to have screen time. So I'm just going to put that energy out there in the world. Right. But yeah, uh, it needs to be more interesting than what I got this week because I want to not... see his athleticism play more of a role yeah. in in his storyline. Yeah, for for you. Thank mainly. you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate your support. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I can't wait for next week. It feels so good to be back in the States. I know. Where you I can... must just be like filled with energy. <laughs> fully... Yeah. I, I rested and I relaxed and I walked seven miles a day and now I'm just ready to watch The Bachelorette forever. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to be invited back. Yeah. Come back anytime. Uh, maybe next time Emma will be here, but no guarantees. We basically live separate lives at this point. <laughs> 
time for Feminism Fails. And for me this week, it was all about Chris, who was not very respectful of Becca this episode. For example, let's talk about when he came to get extra time with her and she refused and he just wouldn't take no for an answer and finally appealed to the other guy in the scenario to get permission to hang out with Becca. She doesn't want to hang out with you. Show a little respect. I'm going to give that a three because he's pissing me off. Uh, Also, he said that Becca owed him 50,000 kisses, which I get was a joke, but is just a gross thing to say. So I'm going to also give that a three. Chris needs to really pull his shit together next week. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to my intrepid guest co-host, Kate Dries. Here to Make Friends is produced by Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. So thank you to both of them. Please, if you love Here to Make Friends as much as we do, find us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and give us a rating so you never miss a podcast. We are also on Facebook and Instagram, so you can like us there. We're both on Twitter and Instagram individually. I'm at Claire E. Fallon and Emma is at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email at here to make friends at HuffPost.com. Both of us will be back next week, so don't miss it. Oh, one thing I really did like that Colton said last night was he did this like long extended analogy about <laughs> Jordan and David being like two rams butting up against each other. Yeah. It was like he must have like read it in a children's book like yesterday. <laughs> you could just tell he was really that proud was the of most himself. intelligent thing I've ever yeah. heard Colton say. And I'd been writing it down worked. things like Colton is as dumb as a box of veneers <laughs> and all this stuff. And then like he said that one long analogy and it ended with that great kicker about how if they kept doing that, they're both going to fall off the mountain. And I was like, Colton, you got it, bud. That was brilliant. If it's not a children's book, then he should write it. Yeah. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com podcast25.